Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Aetherius Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age, revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. Be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and much, much more. Today, on Aetherius Radio Live, your host Chrissy Blaze will be joined by her husband Gary, also a close student of Dr. King, as well as being an experienced healer, international teacher and practitioner of the spiritual sciences and the deeper yogas. Very apt indeed for today's show, as Chrissy and Gary will be discussing King Yoga, the yoga of spiritual development and service. So without further ado, I give you Chrissy and Gary Blaze. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you very much, Nikki, for your great lead-in, as always. And um, I just want to say to the listeners that normally Richard Lawrence and I co-host the show. Um, At the moment, Richard has just launched King Yoga in London, England, and is flying to Los Angeles, California to launch it there on Saturday, May the 20th. So if you want to see more about that, you can go to the website, ethereus.org, and see the upcoming events in Los Angeles, the King Yoga, and also in Royal Oak, Michigan. We're also launching it on Saturday, May the 20th. And Gary Blaze, my husband, is going to be the one launching it. And that's why he's on the show uh, today to talk about King Yoga. So welcome to Ethereus Radio Live, Gary. Well, thank you very much, Chrissy. It's a fancy meeting you here. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'd just like to say uh, that Gary uh, was a a disciple of, of Dr. King in the Amer- at the American headquarters where he was based for many, many years, I think over 20 years until um, our master's passing in 1997. And um, Gary, perhaps you could tell me uh, how you felt about this experience that you had as, as a disciple of, of Dr. King uh, and what he was like. Well, I mean, the... The Dr. King certainly is the fountainhead for for all aspects of King Yoga. And everyone, just like everything in life, that uh, um, we view life and our experiences through the filter of our own sort of personal recollections and personal experiences. And um, I first met Dr. King in 1975 in Detroit, where he came uh, to uh, inaugurate Operation Prayer Power here. And... um, Consequently, after that, I read Great White Brotherhood Accepts Initiates where it said you should always offer up, which I did in a letter to Dr. King, thinking that I will never get a reply. Uh, A couple weeks later, I came home from the branch and saw a letter that started with, if you mean what you say, uh, Mm -hmm. which I sort of gulped at that. Um, And then the master uh, basically said, if you mean what you say, join me in Los Angeles, which I did a few months later. And... You know, it's it's really hard to describe 
how extraordinary he was. And I'm a very sort of conservative person, at least from the uh, uh, psychic and spiritual uh, uh, way of thinking. And the master was someone, he was a true master of yoga, there's no doubt about that. Um, he was an extraordinary person. He had a wonderful sense of humor. I was at his table for many years uh, and gave him healing and uh, worked with him in different ways. And he was so focused, so devoted to what he was doing, um, it was like a shining example. And I don't want to get into this too much because a lot of it's really personal, but to say that you know, he only really wanted the best for everybody. He didn't want us to be good next life. And he's talking about not only his students, but humanity. He wanted us to be not good, but great. He wanted us not to be ordinary, but to be adepts, to be masters. He didn't want to just give us the plain Christmas tree, but he wanted to give us the tree with all the uh, lights, with all the bulbs, with everything on it, which is a metaphor for what he tried to do to give not only to his students, but to the world. And uh, my time with him is my most treasured moments in this life. And I'm sure a treasured moment that will stand throughout many, many lives, never to re be repeated in the same way. And I wish, I wish I would have one more day mm -hmm. to spend with him. Yes. Thank you so much, Gary, for sharing that with the listeners. Um, now, it's important, I think, to have that uh, understanding of Dr. King and his status and how he affected the people around him, how he inspired his staff. Um, because King Yoga that we're going to talk about today is based on Dr. George King and his work and his mission, Gary. But before we go into King Yoga, perhaps you could talk a little bit about yoga as a whole, because so many people have an understanding of yoga that it's asana, just asanas, postures, and so on. Um, so what would you say? How would you describe, first of all, yoga, what it is? Well, I think before we define yoga, we need to sort of touch uh, things about exactly why are we here and who, who and what we are, and uh, the understanding that we're not our bodies, that stare back a set at the mirror every day, either for good or bad, um, but we're our spirit. And, um, you know, we've never been born. We never will die. Uh, we are eternal divine spirit. And we're, the purpose of our life is to uh, reinvigorate that connection with the spirit. Uh, certainly in this planet, we want to... Um, be able to control matter. We want to rise above through experience and become masters of ourselves, and not, not other people, but become masters of ourselves. And of course, we want to be able to leave the earth when we can raise, consciously raise the Kundalini uh, in cosmic consciousness. The, the thing that we need to understand is that this road to enlightenment, and this is where King Yoga comes in, this road to enlightenment, I visualize often as a golden... A castle in the clouds, and the golden castle is the uh, state of enlightenment. And we're at the bottom of the mountain. We look up, and we can barely see the castle occasionally. But as we move up this mountain, we see people moving fast, people moving slow, people resting, 
people who have traveled the past before us, the, the masters, have left guidebooks for us. Um, so once we realize who and what we are, which is divine spirit, we're not physical beings trying to be spiritual, but we're spiritual beings trying to uh, gain experience in the material world, if you like, in the physical world. And so when we get to yoga, um, the master certainly, and, and the vast majority of, of people, the great teachers through centuries, have defined yoga uh, to mean union with God. And um, it also, yoga can also be described as the means and the method to attain this union. Um, so, Gary, that's very interesting. Thank you. Um, but would you agree that um, yoga is far more than the impression that most people have about yoga because it has become so popular throughout the world, and which is a good thing? But there's far more to it than, than just uh, postures and asanas. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? I'm not really sure what you mean by that. We know that um, possibly since the uh, influence of the Lord Buddha uh, as the um, Sanat Kamara and Shambhala, uh, the concept and the practice of meditation and uh, downstream with that um, Hatha yoga or the yoga of physical yoga, the yoga of postures, has become much more prevalent uh, certainly than it was uh, many, many years ago. Um, and I think the Hatha yoga can help an awful lot of people in some ways. Maybe it's a bridge to dif different teachings. But the you know when we talk about yoga, we're not doing yoga, but the kind of yoga that King Yoga and the classical yogas are uh, defining is something much deeper than the simple Hatha yoga, which is a stage of preparation. Now, the Assyria Society has always practiced uh, different yogas. One is karma yoga, the yoga of right action or service to humanity, and also uh, bhakti yoga, just two, the yoga of devotion. But now um, we're launching internationally uh, something which is we call king yoga. Um, so why do you think, Gary, that uh, we need this new yoga, if you like, well, I think in order to really understand king yoga, you need to understand the classical yogas, a bit of the classical yogas first, and even before we define king yoga. Um, but very briefly, and we'll get back to this a little bit later, very briefly, um, king yoga uh, provides unique and powerful ways as it's focused, really deeply focused, one of the unique paths that is deeply focused on karma yoga, siva, service. And it helps, um, it provides unique ways and powerful ways to help humanity as a whole, which we know is so important in these days. We can get a little bit more into karma yoga and king yoga, uh, but all of this also helps to bring, if you like, the classical yogas into alignment with the needs of this very crucial time in our history. Can you explain what you mean by that, Gary? Um, you think this is a, a, a crossroads in our history? And that the well, other yeah. yogas, the classical yogas, no longer serve the same purpose? Is that what you're saying? Or 
Well, let's go back a little bit, if I can, Chrissy. You know, we define what yoga is, you know, means the union with God. And uh, Swami Vivekananda said, the ultimate goal of all mankind, the aim of all religions, is but one, reunion with God. Or what amounts to the same with the divinity, which is every man's true nature. And we've defined um, yoga, so let's look at maybe what king yoga is before we go any further. And right. I, my definition of king yoga is something that it can be defined as a path uh, to achieve union with God through the teachings, through the unique practices, and the very unique focus and emphasis on karma yoga given to us by the accomplished yoga master, Dr. George King. And all of these help to expand our consciousness, our appreciation of God. They help to give us a greater sense of our purpose in life. They help to strengthen and sensitize us, enhance our intuition, helping us in many ways to deepen our yoga and empower us towards our enlightenment. However, as I said, the most important difference between king yoga and the other classical yoga paths is that king yoga puts a special emphasis on karma yoga. And do you think king yoga is something that everybody can do? Because quite often people say, well, I... You know, I appreciate yoga, but there's no way that I can do it. Um, do you think it's something everyone can do? I, I, it, as it requires no asanas, even though uh, the master was pr- very proficient in uh, the uh, the major asanas of uh, Padmasan, Siddhasana, and other ones. Um, King yoga just requires that someone has a desire in their mind, in their heart, that empowers them to, number one, try and make a deeper and more lasting contact with that spark within, and then to use that contact uh, to help others. So it takes nothing more. People can practice it wherever they like, whatever state of health they're in. There's always aspects of king yoga that everyone can do and i think gary i think you'd agree and nikki too that this was one of the hallmarks of our master dr george king that even though his teachings and practices were extremely profound and i i throw out there that you'd be it's very difficult to find anything more profound than the teachings uh, which he brought through and which he gave himself um but they're also exclusive they include everybody and one example of that was his teaching of healing and Nikki will remember this too because we were in England at the time when he promoted uh, and probably he did also in Los Angeles where Gary was um, healing because at that time in England certainly healing was regarded as a gift for the few and Dr. King came out and said no it's something every man woman and child upon earth can do and he proceeded to give a simple technique but very powerful that we teach and have taught ever since then throughout the world uh, in one day, a complete healing technique. So this is the way he thought. He never, um, he always wanted to include everybody. So thank you for explaining that, Gary. Well, it's sort of interesting, too, that in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, um, 
which I don't remember how ancient they are, 1,400 or 2,000 years ago, um, certainly a long time ago, which is the uh, premise, his aphorism laid out the sort of basis of yoga. Uh, I believe nowhere in there um, were asanas taught. And even when asanas came into it, the padmasan or the full lotus or siddhasan, um, they were there. The aspirant had to learn. I had, from one of my teachers, I had to be able to sit in a posture for 30 minutes without moving. And why is that? Well, it's because when you're moving and you're, your body's fidgeting, the mind can't become still. And if you follow the, the various paths of yogas, we need to be able to control the mind, as in King Yoga teaches through concentration, contemplation, and meditation. We need to be able to control the mind then to put our visualizations in this controlled mind, put our inspirations in this controlled mind, receive the great inspirations. Um, so it's a wonderful process. And, and you're launching, Gary, uh, King Yoga for the first time in, in Royal Oak, Michigan. Actually, in this part of the USA, you're launching it for the first time here. And uh, I just want to say, you know, we... You've explained that it's about union with God. It's about you know raising consciousness and so forth. But are there any sort of practical results that people can feel um, from practicing aspects of King Yoga uh, that would uh, you know benefits, if you like? Well, um, I will say, and thank you for the the intro to the King Yoga. I will say, uh, actually, uh, here in uh, Royal Oak, will be launching the King Yoga for the first time in America. Um, we're three hours ahead of L.A. I just had to throw that in. But the, uh, <laughs> the um, you know, the other day I was walking around, and I'm looking at people on the street, and there's a lot of people jogging, and you drive by uh, gyms, and you see people lined up, and they're doing the treadmills, or doing whatever they're doing, and that's great. I'm all for that. I think it's important. But I look at it versus the energy and emphasis put on spiritual practices. And I believe that uh, people, most people don't put anywhere near, even if they're more inclined to, the energy in their spiritual practices as they do in their physical ones because the physical ones, they can get real fast results. Your muscles feel pumped, you feel vitalized, you feel great, you want to go back again. Spiritually, with the spiritual practices, that can take a little more time. But there's a graph that I always like to talk about is that if you continue with your spiritual practice, the graph sort of is flat line for a while. But at a point, if you continue, it will rise up dramatically and your results will be compounded incredibly. Um, doing your practices can increase your confidence, can enhance your focus. They can energize yourself for a fuller life, heal yourself and others. You can tap the wonderful... I believe um, greatest psychic ability is the uh, ability to be a highly refined intuition. We can open the door to inner peace. We can realize our true destiny. And all of this can make help us to make a positive difference in the world. And if I can say just one thing along with that, the Master talked about many times that when we're talking, I'm going back to the physical exercise versus the spiritual. And he said, what's important 
in life is to put your spiritual attainment and your good deeds and deposit this in the spiritual bank, which will pay dividends forever, that you'll take the benefits of that time that you spent, uh, and it'll pay dividends in your life in a very positive way forever and ever and ever and ever. You made a very interesting point, Gary, when you said that um, you know you see people jogging and they put a, people put a lot of effort into their physical health, and that's a, a very important thing, as you mentioned. And I was actually on um, X-Zone Radio last night with uh, Rob McConnell, who's a great host, and uh, we think along the same lines. And he was bringing up the fact that this world is kind of ruled by uh, a few people who want war and they want materialism and they keep things in, in check. But then I was explaining that we have, you know, a cosmic plan of peace and enlightenment put into effect by ancient ones far more powerful than any dark plan that's in place. But the thing is, we have to cooperate with this plan. And he was saying, and I totally agree with him, that people who are interested in spiritual things have to be prepared to be just as dedicated uh, and just as devoted to their practices as the people who are um, working on the dark side or people who are, you know, practicing physical disciplines, which again are important. So it's this, we have to be prepared to work at these things, to put time and effort into these things. And certainly with King Yoga, um, it will really pay off. Absolutely. Now, and what, one thing that the Master always touted or he talked about, you know, something that he'd really love to see in the Ethereum Society is someone become so good at yoga, the higher yogas, become so advanced at the higher yogas, we become so dedicated to not only the yogas, but to the teachings and the practice, and he can then take this person around and show them throughout the Etheria Society. But then he threw in, this is the typical uh, George King, that as advanced as that student would be, he would always stay ahead of him and get better himself. So, yes. yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Yes, and, and Dr. King himself, as, as listeners know, I think, was a, a yoga master. Um, Gary, could you say a little bit about that aspect of how he gained that uh, mastery of yoga? Well, it was um, usually he got more interested after the war, uh, World War II, and it was a gradual process that he, with everything that he did in his life, he did it 110%. Well, you can't do it 110%, but he did it to the very best with every ounce of energy, with every ounce of enthusiasm, with every ounce of focus that he possibly could draw in. And he did the same thing when he began to practice yoga, which he did for 8 to 10 hours a day. Uh, we've been told for you know at least 10 years. And he was an extraordinarily serious practitioner, um, which enabled him to reach some of the mastery of the yogas such as Nani or the yoga of wisdom, uh, mantra yoga, uh, mudra yoga, kundalini yoga, raja yoga, and others. And it was his um, extreme focus which enabled him 
to uh, be so focused on his yoga that he was able to get these results. And he did this while working at a full-time job. And um, back in, certainly in, in the least in 19, early 50s, um, he was already uh, an accomplished medium for um, between people from the higher planes of this earth and uh, the physical plane. And it was this extraordinary focus that was his trademark through his life. And he considered that to be uh, a part of the yoga, because you should never give anything less to God. That certainly was another one of uh, his hallmarks, or the keys to success, if you like, is uh, not to do things half-heartedly, as you say. And as you said previously, Gary, he wanted people not just to be good, but to be great. And he gave us all the tools. Everything we need is in, I mean, take one book, for example, Realize You're in a Potential Through King Yoga, is a gold mine of spiritual practices. And I claim that if you were to study and practice the practices in that book, you would find tremendous results and tremendous benefits. And these are things that he experienced and he wanted he always shared with other people. He never kept things uh, to himself. Uh, he shared everything that he could with others, um, his great generosity. Absolutely. Um, when I lived uh, next door to him on the property, I would be in the room, my small room, doing some practices. And um, one time I heard some scrabbling outside the window and I looked through the slats, and, and the, it was the master, and he was there listening to me and keeping an eye on my practices, and he came in and gave me some advice um, as far as how to properly do the bellows and you know, doing the AUM with the bowl in front of me and different things. Um, yeah, he was absolutely committed, and he wanted nothing but the best from the students. If you're going back to King Yoga, you know, even if, you know, there's a, tro a treasure trove in there on the teachings of pranayama, just as a standalone. Yes. And there's different ways to do it. And, and he taught uh, ways with affirmation um, and, and then also the very potent way, uh, using visualization to move the prana through the channels, the uh, ida pingala and the susumna, or the channel through the center of the spine. And I've studied a lot of pranayama, and I've always looked. It's my, my failing. I always tried to look for the one practice, the one thing. Maybe it wouldn't be too easy or take too much time, which would be the catalyst. And certainly at my stage of evolution, it's not there. But the series of kundalini pranayama that you find in King Yoga, the book Realize Your Inner Potential, I think is unequaled because even though some of the practices, the physical exercises may be found in other teachings of pranayama, but he put them together in such a way um, that it's actually unique in the world. And then when you add the visualizations, that alone is an incredibly powerful too um, for your advancement. Yeah, and we will have copies of Realize Your Own Potential through King Yoga available, Royal Oak, Michigan, at the Los Angeles headquarters at our launch of, of King Yoga. And it does come with a, a DVD as well, which is very, very helpful. And as I say, if you're going to buy it, 
if you're going to start on your journey of, of spiritual practices, uh, King Yoga is the place to start, and this book is the place thing you've got to have. It's like a classical textbook, and it contains wonderful gems. I mean, it really is a fantastic book. So I think, Gary, this might be a good place to have a break halfway through the show and uh, hand over to our wonderful producer, Nikki, uh, to give uh, the announcements. Well, thank you, Chrissy and Gary. You are listening to A Serious Radio Live with Chrissy and Gary Blaze talking about King Yoga, the yoga of spiritual development and service. Every Saturday and Sunday, you can certainly practice an aspect of King Yoga. For On these days, you are very welcome to join in with a live online 12 Blessings service. And to find out more about these, please visit 12blessings.org, and that's 12 in digits. As Chrissy has already mentioned, with great aplomb, uh, Richard had the successful launch of his new workshop, Find Real Success Through King Yoga, in London at the weekend. And that really was brilliant. He's actually will be very shortly in L.A., where he will be presenting a similar event together with Brian Kniep at the American headquarters of the Assyria Society on Saturday, May 20th. Also on that day, as mentioned, um, in Michigan, Gary will be giving the introductory presentation in the launch of King Yoga, which will consist of a series of monthly classes taking place in Royal Oak, Michigan. So that's really something to look forward to. And details of these King Yoga events can be found, of course, on Richard's website, richardlawrence.co.uk and aetherius.org. And a few more announcements. 12 Midnight GMT, May 23rd, sees the last hour of the first Spiritual Push for 2017. Again, you're warmly invited to attend London, Los Angeles, and Michigan, or any one of our centers where services will be held to mark this potent time when the giant spacecraft we know as the third satellite leaves orbit of Earth, having flooded our world with much-needed spiritual energy since April 18th. Speaking of which, May 28th, sees the commemoration of the first spiritual push of modern times, which will be observed by a theory society centers worldwide. And to learn more about this beautiful, shining temple of light, the third satellite, please visit org. Now, in London, on Tuesday, May 30th, Mervyn Smith will present Discover the Spiritual Power of Holy Mountains. During this lecture, you will learn the truth about the fascinating mission, Operation Starlight. For more information about this and other events taking place at the London Temple, please visit london-temple.org. As always, our website, aetherius.org, has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles available on CD or download. Well, that's it for me. So I'm very pleased to return you to Chrissy and Gary Blaze. Thank you very much, Nikki. Um, all those announcements. Nikki, I don't know if anyone right? could follow you. <laughs> I know, no. I love spoken, you, Nikki. That's it. I mean, <laughs> um, going back to to King Yoga, and we talked about Gary, uh, what yoga is, 
And perhaps you could just, before we go into more about, in depth about king yoga and the different aspects of king yoga, perhaps you could just briefly go through the different yogas um, and what they are. Explain a little bit about, you know, Raja yoga or Hatha yoga, etc. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I think it's, it might be helpful to talk briefly about the other um, classical yogas and actually see how king yoga um, fits into these as well. So the king yoga umbrella is very wide. Uh, we know that Raja Yoga, again, means union with God uh, through the manipulation of the psychic energies latent within us. And this step-by-step process was outlined, as I mentioned, in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. Um, the Ethereum Society, or King Yoga, mimics, or, uh, mimics many of these steps through its teachings on pranayama, concentration, contemplation, and meditation. But I think the important thing with these uh, steps to um, samadhi, uh, as outlined in Raja Yoga, the eight limbs, uh, is the step-by-step method that we have in King Yoga, which outlines uh, the uh, journey to cosmic consciousness. And that's in the nine freedoms. So we have our own uh, step-by-step process of attaining the highest states um, through the Book of the Nine Freedoms. And we know, of course, that's bravery, love, service, enlightenment, and cosmic consciousness. So uh, King Yoga has a wide um, approach and and fits in in a wide umbrella to many of the different yogas. Nani Yoga, um, excuse me, union with God through wisdom. Uh, One aspect of this is to know thyself with a small s to analyze, self-assess, how to improve. But more importantly, the nine yoga is how to develop inner wisdom or to know thyself with a capital S. And in many ways, King Yoga and its teachings, they do remind us of our true potential. We've been told that God in all its splendor dwells silently within us, urging us ever upwards. We've been reminded that ye are gods, that the master, George King, Dr. George King, said, go towards God now. Even a saint cannot reclaim a wasted minute. His trademark, focused enthusiasm, urging us towards that capital S, our divine self within. And again, two more quotes. I'm sorry, Karen. All men upon the planet, irrespective of color or belief, have but one mission, and that mission is to know God. And to finish with, Another quote of Dr. George King, and I love this one. It's, Mm -hmm. I am not, said a man, not but me, answered God. Yeah, that's fantastic. Fantastic quote. Uh, Gary, I like the way you mentioned that, um, you know, the small s and the big s, the the small self and the big big self, the capital S for the higher self, I suppose you would say, because... I think we tend to limit ourselves, humanity as a whole, by dwelling too much in the small s, in the small self, the ego self, would you call it? I don't know, where we, and the educational system sort of puts us in that place, where we, and that's important too, as you mentioned, that helps us improve ourselves through uh, assessing ourselves and you know, being honest with ourselves. But the capital of S self, now this is one that... Um, 
is kind of new to a lot of people. So um, it's important that you mention that because we do have this, all of us have this uh, higher self. And this is the really powerful part of us. And sometimes I think when people feel, you know, their lives are out of control or, you know, they're going through really, really difficult times, it's good to remember that, that we have this spark of the divine, this higher self that we can draw on and um, it will yield tremendous results. And once we learn aspects of king yoga, this will too really help us to go through uh, the challenges of life. Exactly. Very good point. Is that we're we know we're we're not our bodies. Um, the small s is the I I I me 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 kind of approach. And the more that we can let that small s self and the ego um, step aside and let the capital S, the divine self, speak and work through us, uh, the more effective that we can be not just with our yogas, but with our interactions through everyone throughout all aspects of our life. Absolutely, yes. So uh, thank you for talking a little bit about two yogas, which I think a lot of people will have heard of, Raja Yoga and Nani Yoga. And now um, coming into King Yoga, if you'd like to say uh, a few more words about that. Yeah, I do want to just, because uh, I, I sort of want to culminate with something here, going back to Raja Yoga the yoga of wisdom, and it's also the, and talks about the uh, wisdom and knowledge of truth, the unchanging principles, uh, which we find uh, very prominently within the Aetherius Society and King Yoga in books like The Nine Freedoms, um, The Twelve Blessings, The Teachings of Life Beyond Earth, and The Initiation of Earth. And what King Yoga does with its nani, or wisdom, expands on the timeless wisdom, but it's in alignment with the urgency of these times and the earth changes, which we know are gradually happening and will culminate in a new age. And that, very that's briefly, a very good point. I want to touch on that's bhakti because the yoga of love before we get into karma um, we know that bhakti yoga is union through God through devotion. King Yoga approach to union, uh, to bhakti yoga, is not devotion to any deity or um, one religion or anything, but King Yoga believes in a devotion to the one source of all things, which is present in all things in its love and action. We do things uh, for humanity, for God. And I love the quote. I'm sure you remember this one, and Nikki, and many out there. Miracles on earth are not done by God for man, but by man for God. Yes, that's an important thing to remember because so many people they say, "Well, why did God do this?" You know, but um, God didn't do it. Um, no. There's such a thing as karma. But and I think you're going to talk. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I think you're going to talk a little bit about karma too. Right. Well, a little bit, but the, the the quote, miracles on earth are not done by God for man, but by man for God, reverses the way that most people think. They sort of uh, throw their hands up in, in prayer asking for things or asking to have things done for them uh, by, for the most part, crossing their hands across their chest and not helping to make it happen. And this quote, 
changes that around. They're not done by God for man, but that we have the responsibility to use all that God has provided us to do good things and to do the miracles for God. Yeah, yeah. That's a great thing. Another thing about Dr. King, he always kind of um, turned turned us around with his way of teaching, uh, got us to think along different lines, if you like. And so uh, King Yoga is an expression of his work, you know, um, and we'll find that once we start to tread this very exciting path, and you can, if, even if you live a long way away, I just want to say a lot of our listeners are, are not here or in Los Angeles or London. They're a long way away. You can pick up a copy of um, the books Gary has mentioned, Realize You're in a Potential Through King Yoga, The Nine Freedoms, and so on. And you can be practicing King Yoga at home on your own, too. It's something that everyone can do and everyone and we'd love to find once you do this we'd love to hear from you and the results you're having because you will have results you certainly will the um going back to to the bhakti in the uh, fantastic book the 12 blessings um jesus gives a blessing to they who love and i think it's very interesting that he calls them the disciples of God, not disciples of a man or a woman, not disciples of a teacher on the earth, not a disciple of a uh, an avatar on the earth or anyone else. But if you're really loving in the highest sense, and Jesus then defined that as being a disciple of God, which I think is a, is a very telling statement. Yes, yes, it's a, a beautiful... Statement. And, of course, as we know, there are different levels of love, if you like, from the basic sort of emotional level that most people associate with love to the very highest love of the Master Jesus as a great example of sacrifice, of compassion for all, and so on. So uh, um, what else, what, do you, what are some of the other teachings uh, um included in king yoga there will be practices that we've touched on um but what about uh, teachings that's another aspect is it not of king yoga yeah the, the the books on the you know the nine freedoms the 12 blessings there's and i don't and i do want to get into uh karma yoga king karma yoga which i like to call it which i think is the crux of the whole show uh, but there's other teachings on uh, we talked about uh, kundalini pranayama mantra yoga karma and reincarnation um, his fantastic quote, karma is pressure, and that pressure moves you, the body, you, the mind, you, the soul, to you, the spirit. There's teachings on life after death in the spirit realm, psychic self-defense, the, the yogas, the energy anatomy, the chakras, the nadis, the auric bodies, the diva kingdom, the nature spirits, ascended masters, and as Chrissy mentioned, how to heal. A whole universe can open up for the student who's interested in some of the uh, fascinating and deeper teachings. Absolutely. Um, and Gary, you said you wanted to talk more about karma yoga? Well, I like to call it, it it's the real, I think it's the focal point, as we all know, of, of king yoga. And I used to call it service. And I, my pet, not my pet, my, the term I like to use is king karma yoga because it's so unique. And, of course, it means union with God through service. Um, because and 
karma yoga or service is a major component of king yoga uh, because it's first and foremost to help humanity. And if we look, and why is it so important in these days? Well, we just look at the world. We look at the changes that are happening in the world that are gradually happening on the surface of the planet and the consciousness of the planet. And I think if we, you know, once we're subsumed in the day-to-day activity of life and part of the group soul of the planet, sometimes it's hard to really see us as a whole as we really are. But if we were able to move off into space somewhere and gaze at the earth, we would look at it far differently. And it probably wouldn't be as complimentary as many upon the earth think of it. And one of your favorite topics, Chrissy, is uh, the spiritual energies crisis, isn't it? It is, actually, yes. <laughs> well, solve it. let's say solving the spiritual energy crisis, which um, actually Richard and I talked about in the last show, because so if any listeners want to listen to that, they can find it in the archives. Right. And, of course, earth, earth changes, which I believe you've talked about, and it's something that you've spoken uh, uh, at, the, um, at the branch here over the last few months. That's one of your topics as well. Um, but the service is so extraordinarily po- important. It's, you know, the days of going into the ashram, into the mountains, into the hills, and reaching a high state of maybe spiritual attainment, consciousness, and letting your thought emanations uh, course through the mind belt and having a positive effect on the world, um, which was important, certainly is important, but in these days it's active service. It's getting out amongst humanity, using whatever we, whatever skills and wisdom and attainment we have to help to raise other people. You see, there's, there's a concept, too, is that, um, well, the, uh, let me quote the Master. We know this quote, and he lays it out. Of all the yogas I have studied, karma yoga is the greatest yoga of all. It is karma yoga which will save the world. The other yogas are necessary to obtain the powers and to get the inspiration. And here's the caveat. But you must use your powers and inspiration for the benefit of all. They must be brought into living manifestation in order to be of any good to the world. A wonderful quote by Dr. George King. Yeah, as you say, Gary, karma yoga is a, a central to king yoga, if you like, a central part of it. It's what the Ethereum Society does, a service to the world. And uh, I th- that's such an important point that we think we hear, you know, union with God, enlightenment, but Dr. King goes even further than that. Uh, and says, yes, uh, reach for enlightenment, but then you've got to um, leave it and give it to others. I mean, that really is, um, again, another hallmark of him and how he was uh, and his, you know, his teaching. Absolutely. I think if you attain, whatever we attain in this life or future lives, if we hold that attainment within, in some ways we begin to spiritually starve. Uh, uh, but if we take our attainment and then transmute it, raise it on another level to help people, then we draw more of that attainment into us anyway. And it's a wonderful cycle of building that's inherent within uh, the yogas and especially King Karma Yoga. Right. The, the so it's, Karma it's Yoga... Nice that you, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. Karma yoga. I, I, I sort of think this because we talked about the different yogas, but karma yoga uses the focused mind of Raja, the wisdom of Nani, the love and compassion of Bhakti, and then the master's approach to karma yoga puts them all together, gives them a sense of purpose and direction, and he ignites the potential within them all and brings them into this age to be an extraordinarily powerful tool. And would you say then that king yoga is like a sort of umbrella, in, encompasses all aspects of those different yogas, and, but as well as that, not just that, it's um, the teachings of the nine freedoms, the twelve blessings you've mentioned, and other teachings, uh, and also um, the healing missions of the Assyria Society, which are uh, global service, if you like. So all of this is kind of like the umbrella, or the King Yoga is like the umbrella of all of these things, which sounds an awful lot for people to take on board, but it's a step-by-step approach. And um, every step we take on King Yoga will be a step towards the big S, if you like, the, the higher self. Exactly. And um, it's one of those things, you know, you can spend all your energy on uh, your health or something, and that's important. But there'll come a point where, it, what, you know, an age where it will start to fail. We can put all of our efforts into making money, and we need a certain amount. But the beauty of King Yoga is that every single step we take, it will never be wasted. Would you agree with that, Gary? I think... Uh, we can ever all agree on that, and I think we've been told that uh, any time and effort spent in spiritual practice is never wasted. And there's really nothing else uh, that you can say, well, uh, I, I mean, it is good to develop the mind and all these things, but you could say that's an aspect of yoga too. So, But spiritual practice uh, and teaching and service, they're the three things that really are uh, the key for success in this age. Yeah, right and down so many people, Gary, I just want to say this, that so many people right now are very worried about you know, what's happening in the world. And there seems to be a lot of confusion and a lot of difficult things. And they're really, really worried. And I want to say that the, it's almost like the small S is worried. But once we reach out for the higher self, we'll see. And you know, part of our teachings Gary, isn't it, is it not, is that um, politics will never be the answer. Correct. We always have to uh, you know, look for spirituality to find the key. And we will find the answers if we you know, practice king yoga and other spiritual practices. It's all there for us. And it's you know, the proverbial thing, leading the horse to water, but will it drink? And will we drink from the fountain of truth? Um, and there's a and, and we can go on about that, but if I can briefly just touch about some examples that sort of separate King Karma Yoga be, between or um, from other sort of aspects of Karma Yoga. And we know that the, there's a very unique uh, approach in teaching on prayer. We don't really have time to get into that. Um, but it's in the Realize Your Potential Through King Yoga book, and we also have other teachings on prayer. When it's properly understood... And it's a very focused thing that we do um, as part of the uh, the Karma Yoga within the Ethereum Society. And we've known it has proven efforts uh, to help to change the world and bring healing and harmony and love uh, and certainly enhance the planet. 
we know the fact about healing. Chrissy, you brought that up, the wonderful tool of healing that we should all have. We should always try and move from our head and inhabit the heart of love so that wherever we go, when we're not physically giving healing, we can uh, leave uh, our traces of healing in the rooms and in the consciousness and uh, in the aura of people that we meet. Um, but what really separates uh, the yogic approach from King Yoga, uh, Karma Yoga, is what we do with things like Operation Sunbeam, where we give something back to the earth for all that she has done for us, not from any one organization, but from humanity as a whole. We don't have time to get into that. Nothing like this happens on the physical plane uh, ex with the exception of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth. What we do with Operation Prayer Power, and we're going to have a big push on that on the 20th here, um, where we can store, as they did in the ancient times, as they do today in crystals and other objects, store love energy, prayer energy, um, and accumulate a tremendous amount of it but then we have the ability to draw that energy out and direct it in times of need. Um, we have what's termed spiritual pushes, which we're in now. Chrissy, would you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, actually, yeah. Nikki mentioned um, that the spiritual push uh, started. Uh, now, a little plug here for me and Nikki. starts on my birthday, April the 18th, <laughs> and ends on Nikki's birthday, May the 23rd. Very and, uh, significant. One of the, yes one of the four spiritual pushes uh, each year when a giant, as Nikki mentioned, a giant spacecraft known as Satellite Number 3 comes uh, to this Earth and other planets, actually, uh, and enhances the effect of all spiritual selfless action, all service uh, given by everyone throughout the world of any religion at all or none at all, if they're performing an act of service, it's magnified it's by a factor of 3,000 times. So they have the technology uh, to pinpoint anyone on earth who's performing an act of service and the technology to magnify the effect of that act. So these are very powerful times when the Aetherius Society really pulls out all stops to cooperate by having extra services, power circles, and so on. And um, in your, if you can't get to an Aetherius Society center, and there's a list of all the groups and centers and branches on Aetherius.org, then you can cooperate in your own home. And the best book you can find to do that, apart from realize you're in a potential, is The Twelve Blessings, which Gary mentioned. Because this is not only a profound teaching given through Dr. George King by the Master Jesus, but a spiritual practice, a very, very powerful one. And if we were to practice the 12 blessings. Um, we also have a, a 12 blessings online service twice a week, uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And so if you go to 12blessings.org, you'll find out all about that, how you can cooperate with that too. Um, so cooperate as much as you can through being very conscious of trying to help others as much as you possibly can, sending out your prayers as much as you can. Because as Gary said, my favorite subject, or one of them, is solving the spiritual energy crisis. And Dr. King said in the 60s that one, the most important energy crisis facing mankind will be the lack of spiritual energy. And that's the lack of love, if you like. And you can see that if there was enough love in the world, there couldn't be the problems that we have. 
because then with the right measure of love there would be understanding there wouldn't be greed there wouldn't be war and so on so that's what we need and that's what he devoted his life to solving absolutely brilliantly put chrissy and that's really at the core of it how we can solve the spiritual energy crisis and the tools that we have through king yoga um, give us tremendous opportunities to be uh, of greater service far beyond our, our own innate natural abilities. And um, in, I just sort of want to wrap it up in the thing that he, the Master talked about, that we've been told that through service the mighty power of Kundalini will rise in natural, unforced fashion and open the chakra jewels in your higher bodies, and you will be standing on the verge of a depth ship. And the Master spelled it out, gave us the way, and he said, in these days, there is only one way to advance and only one way. That is not only evolve yourself, but to do everything in your power to help others evolve themselves. Yes, that is so true. And that's the real beauty, I think, of king yoga, because it's, it's, a, it's a win-win we're not just here advancing ourselves through doing the practices, studying the teachings and so on, but at the same time, we're helping the whole of humanity. And so that's a beautiful thing. And, it's, and in that way, I think, um, I mean, I think by practicing all the yogas, in some degree, you are being a positive influence uh, on those around you. But in this yoga, particularly king yoga, it's specifically designed to lead us towards service to humanity. So there's this two things. You can't advance yourself through king yoga and not be helping humanity. I mean, they go hand in hand. Would you agree, Gary? Absolutely, Chrissy. And um, is there anything you'd like to say as a closing word to people about uh, uh, to get them to come along on Saturday. Uh, there's a love offering. We're not making a fixed charge for this very important launch of King Yoga that Gary Blaze is doing at uh, the Aetherius Society. It's 3119 Campbell Road in Royal Oak, and you'll find it at aetherius.org. Um, so do come along and bring your friends, because this is only, anything is only launched once, right? Okay, it's being launched in different areas, but it's only being launched once here in Royal Oak. So do come along and don't miss this because it's going to be a fantastic presentation with practices that you can join in and so forth. So is there anything you want to add to that, Gary? No, I just want to uh, say from, the, from my heart that to all the people who hear this at whatever time, I ask that you may be filled with great spiritual strength, with wisdom and inspiration, so your journey through experience to enlightenment will be a pleasant and fruitful one. Thank you very much, Gary. And uh, I'd like to hand back to Nikki, our producer, who will make some closing announcements. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Nikki. Well, thank you both Chrissy and Gary for sharing your insights into King Yoga. I have to say it really is exciting. You have been listening to A Serious Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month.
The next show will be on June 20th when your host, Chrissy Blaze, will be joined by Brian Kniep talking on another aspect of King Yoga that we can practice. And that is a spiritual dream come true, Operation Prayer Power. Fantastic. For more information on the fascinating facts mentioned in the show and of the publications mentioned, or to connect with the Aetherius Society, please visit aetherius.org. You can connect with your hosts, Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence, by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. Thank you all so very much for listening to Aetherius Radio Live. We really look forward to having your company again next month. Take care.